Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Knowing that I'll use the pushchair every day, it had to tick all of these boxes. It had to be easy to use, compact and lightweight, and of course built to last. Bugaboo has just announced the launch of the Bugaboo Fox 2 and Bugaboo Donkey 3, which are new and improved updates on their iconic favorites that everyone knows and loves. To be one of the first to explore Bugaboo's brand new range was so exciting. And not only are these pushchairs high quality, but practical, versatile, and they're so stylish too. So to find out more about Bugaboo's latest launches, visit bugaboo.com. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Food for Thought a podcast on a mission to equip you with all the evidence-based advice that you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode, I'll be joined by special guests, all of whom can be considered authoritative voices in health so that together we can learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with trusted, expert advice. Most of us are familiar with the most common barrier to a regular physical activity routine. Time. (laughs) The lack of time. Work, family obligations and other realities of daily life often get in the way of our best intentions to be more active. However, research suggests that those who successfully maintain an exercise routine learn to shift their focus from distant external outcomes like losing weight to positive internal experiences like mental health. This week's Food for Thought sees presenter and personal trainer Matthew Lewis Carter and I explore how you can really learn to fall in love with exercise and enjoy the countless benefits that come along with it. Hello, Matt. Hello, how are you? (laughs) I'm very well, thank you. Um, Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. It's going to be a good conversation to have because I think at the moment, would you say people are pretty much exercising for maybe the wrong reasons? Mm. I think that's a big part. I think me, me growing up personally, and I think this is something as a guy we don't really tend to talk about so much as well, but I always trained for aesthetic reasons so I used to look at likes of men's health and how Mm. bodybuilders used to train and things like that and I always used to think oh I would I would love to look like that and I think you go through stages and now I've kind of got to the stage where although I've kind of come out of the fitness industry 
I started my master's at King's on psychology and neuroscience and mental health. And a big part of why I wanted to do that was because I wanted to see the kind of implications of what exercise has on, on our mental health. But I think sometimes we do exercise just for, to, and I think language is a big part of this as well, like the, the terminology that we use and the language that we use when it comes to exercise. Because often it's framed in a slightly pejorative sense, so quite a negative sense that, oh, I've got to go up and exercise today. And, and people always, they frame it in a way that exercises, they know they feel better once they've done it, but it's making that mindset shift, which we'll talk about during the podcast, how we can change our mindset and talk about and removing these kind of negative automatic thoughts that we get. Yeah. Um, and it's making that shift away because... I'm sure it's similar with the work that you do as well with the nutrition work. It's simply that exercise, nutrition, our relationships, they're all part of pillars that kind of support our overall health. And it's all about a, a combined effort. So um, that's, yeah, kind of why I'm here today, it, I suppose. No, 100%. And you've touched on so many points already there from the body image, the language used. Because we all do have good or bad days or mm. weeks and these moments hit us, but... I guess a lot of people would want to ask you, how do they get that motivation? Is it purely the the enjoyment aspect is lacking? What do you think? Yeah, I, th I think first and foremost, you need to find something that, that you enjoy doing. Um, and I think, firstly, every time that you start something, uh, you're always going to be... I, I really like, there's a quote by a, uh, a Swiss psychiatrist called Carl Jung, and he said, the fool is the precursor to the saviour. So essentially, every time you start something, you're going to be so bad at it, you're going to wish you never did it. <laughs> Like how many times have you been in that position? Like, say oh first time really that you had to stand up to a microphone and sing. How did that make you feel? Yeah. Or first time I had to learn a monologue, or first time I had to go to teach a gym class, or first time I had to sign up to a class and go to it. I think sometimes we're so scared. Sometimes we build up these negative thoughts in our head about the worst possible outcome. When most of the time, especially, I think when people go into the gym for the first time as well, they're scared to ask trainers because it can be quite a. Uh, a male dominant environment i find the gym quite intimidating mm -hmm. even yeah. still now yeah i think going into the weights room people are, i, I kind of can't go into there just because i'm a little bit apprehensive of how people um will think i look when actually mm. most of the time when you go in there people are just there to support and people we're all kind of a bit selfish in that sense we go in and we're only thinking about us yeah but we, it's easy it's quite simple to go in and think oh god everybody's gonna be thinking am i doing something wrong mm. um so yeah, that's that's kind of my positioning on that. We kind of beat ourselves up internally, don't we? In our head, we we, do. we put these negative voices mm -hmm. in. I wonder if it's something we've we've just grown up with in society yeah. that's conditioned. Well, it is, and I spoke about this briefly. I was doing some research on this on uh, negative automatic thoughts, and um, or a good way of putting it is automatic negative thoughts, and we, we look at them as ants. So yeah. every time we get these ants in our head, and it's perfectly normal to get negative thoughts. Um, you know, it's part of a survival mechanism. Like if you do something wrong or you put yourself in danger, that's the body's way of going, look, we're not going to do this again. Mm. Get yourself from it. But sometimes they can be overwhelming and we can get quite a, an infestation of these automatic negative thoughts and they can really be, be counterproductive. So it's finding ways and especially find the use of language. So instead of saying, you know, I should be going to the gym today. I should be sticking to this diet. I should be I should be sticking to this. I should be sticking to that. If we can flip that terminology round and say, do you know what? Perhaps I, I can get myself to the gym today. Or I know if I stick to this, I don't like to use diet, or stick to this this way of eating at the moment, mm. it's going to make me feel good and it's going to make me feel better. So I, think, so I think language is so important and the way that we look and address exercises is, is so important. But we often 
just we put it in a bad light sometimes just because we know it can be a little bit hard and the whole thing I don't even like really using the term exercise I think movement is such a better way of doing mm. it because you know I walk kind of walk and cycle everywhere around London just because I love getting walking around the streets of London I, I love the, the busyness the vibrancy of the city and I think it's, I think it's good for the soul um, and that's that's another thing as well. I think we spend so much time kind of like zombies glued to our phones and with headphones in. The, the, Walking down the, the road staring exactly. at your phone. Yeah. You know, you're constantly searching for a new thing to do on your phone. So for me, I... I try and stay away from my phone when I'm kind of walking on the streets of London, probably because it's quite dangerous as well. Oh yeah, listen to the yeah. podcast and <laughs> yeah. put your phone in your pocket. That's it. That that's <laughs> that's the right thing to do. Mm. Um, but it's just reframing how we look at exercise, yeah. I think. And you know, even like looking at my parents at the moment, they're going out and they're walking so much, and it's so empowering. And it's simple things. Like I'm sure when people come into your practice that you don't just address the nutrition side of things it's kind of it's the whole lifestyle it's the whole lifestyle it's yeah. it's the whole package and i think that sometimes that we, we need to look at that and we need to address that that okay if i can do this little element of my life it's going to make me feel a little bit better and when you when you start to enjoy your relationship with exercise and don't get me wrong even as I mentioned before i went to a yoga class with my partner and yeah I, I don't do much yoga, but I, I went in there and I was like, I know this, this is hard. But every time I go in, I get a little bit better and I get a little bit more confident. And I think that's the same with anything, whatever, you know, kind of type of exercise. But even about. you saying that as a man is quite refreshing. And the gender divide, in fact, I'm going to touch on gender divide in a bit. And first of all, focus on the fact you said we need to reframe the language because mm. It is intimidating. And for people to feel and get the confidence to walk into a space like that, do you think we should have a little pep talk with ourselves then? Yeah, I think so. So t- t- talking or re- going back to those automatic ne- negative thoughts, this is mm. something I've started to do the past few weeks, especially some of the research that we've been doing at King's as well. And a big part of this is that we, we immediately first thing in the morning is just if you wake up, and I've done this this week, so a, f- a couple of days ago I woke up and I felt a little bit anxious, you know, there's wedding bills to pay and yeah. work and things like that. Some projects haven't got the green light at the moment. And I just put it down on a piece of paper and I wrote them down. I took a step back and I really, I kind of just looked at them and went, okay, are these thoughts really, t- really true? Are they kind of really what's going on at the moment? And a, g- a good way I heard about kind of putting this into perspective is that if you, in your head, if you were talking to a friend with some of the thoughts that you're in your head, you drive them crazy, you drive them bonkers, just because they'd be kind of bored to death with it. So it's a good way to put it like, do you know what, I wouldn't speak to a friend like that. And when there's something really kind of therapeutic about putting down something down sort of pen to paper, I don't yeah. think we do it enough. No. I'm sure we've done it like with goals and things that you want to do this year. And I started kind of like a little ritual of just writing something down in the morning. So like yesterday I woke up, I felt great, like got some green lights and some things that I wanted to do and so, some brands and things that we're working with. And But it's not always like that. And it's kind of finding that balance and you get into a routine of starting to do it and it's about crushing those negative thoughts before they become an infestation. So if you think of those ants in your head, the more and more that you get in, the more of a negative impact it's going to have on you. And exercise is, is completely the same because I've I've been there, worked with. I used to work with a lot of primarily female clients online and a big part of what they come back with is just, like, I'm really scared of going into the weights room. Mm. But once they go in, they, they speak to a coach, they... They learn how to, you know, brace themselves properly when they're squatting. And, and that's something if if you are looking to get into exercise or kind of movement, as I prefer to say, and, and you really do want to get in the gym, but you're just a little bit apprehensive, you know, I'd really say go and work with a coach. Just yeah. just one or two sessions. 
um, it, they're really worth their weight in gold. And one thing you should do as well is look at, don't just look at the before and after photos of what they do. Look at the responses from their clients, how it's making them feel, because that's the most important thing. Like you're much more likely to go to a coffee shop again if the person makes you feel welcome. And it's, you have to have a good rapport, don't you? You do, exactly. Like people buy people. I'm a big believer in that. But as an image um, and as a fitness, as an industry, I think we're far too focused on the aesthetic. Let's, let's delve yeah. into the aesthetics, Matt, mm. because is there becoming, we have a movement, is there more diversity now? Is there more cultural acceptance, do you think? Yeah, most most definitely. I think when I, there's been a real shift in the fitness industry and kind of I came out of it at the back end of last year and there was a point where I felt a little bit, not trapped in the fitness industry, but I felt like the fitness industry is a bit of a bubble sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I always felt that they're kind of the 5% who, you know, could easily step on stage and the rap show and things like that. We've seen what it's like. It's, you know, kind of a little bit like the Instagram highlight reel that we're all kind of aware of. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we're seeing a bit of a shift now, you know, with the whole, you know, the body confidence movement and, and guys speaking openly about their mental health as well and the impact that it's having on them and, and the the obsession of, constantly having to go and train um, and feeling like you've got to look good for somebody else because you're seeking that validation and we all go through this journey like for me as as a young guy growing up I I, and I think so many other guys can relate to this is that they kind of want to get strong they want to get Mm. big because that's that's how a man needs to be that's a man that's how how a man is supposed to be and and a woman Um, but I think we get past that and you you kind of think that what's next and if you're not training in the right way you're, you're damaging your body you're beating it up you're picking up injuries and it's finding something that you enjoy doing because exercise yeah. is it's so fulfilling. And do you know, exercise has always been the one constant in my life. So when I first moved to London, I didn't have any money. I turned to exercise. When, I, when I'm stressed and I got bills to pay, I turned to exercise. If I'm having a great day in a relationship, mm. I turned to exercise. It's that one constant that's always there. And it's just so much more than just going to the gym and, oh, and lifting so weights. And I think you know it's the work that you speak as well with the nutrition side of things as well. It's all just part of the, the part of the uh, part of the puzzle that we're all it trying is to figure the out. Love, isn't yeah, it? that's it. But it, it doesn't have to be difficult. And I, I think that's the big thing. People think, oh, they get a little bit overwhelmed. Like, where do I start? Where do I go? I mean, it's as simple as just turning up. I don't know. Well, you mentioned the ants. It's it's almost like in the head. A lot of it is so psychology focused, mm-hmm. which is why you're the perfect guest, because comparison surely doesn't help. And being a, a I want to touch on the male aspect of the fact that you're a male talking about this, because I've had lots of female guests on talking mm-hmm. about body confidence or talking about how they deal with it. Do you think that there is becoming a different type of role model for men to aspire to when it comes to fitness? Completely. And look, we know. First and foremost, exercise reduces anxiety and depression. And it's a big part. But when, you, when you're younger, I think you don't look at that part so much. And, and I, I truly believe that the amount of time now that we, we spend on our, on our phones has, has quite an impact on that. But if I could go back to my, myself when I was 16, 17 years old, I'd, I, I would really I'd, I'd sit down and say that what you're doing now is what you're doing now isn't, isn't the be all and end all. You know, it doesn't matter what you look like because you, you think other guys need to look like it a certain way. It's not the be all and end all. I think focus on your mental health first and foremost, and then when you enjoy something, you'll you'll stick to it. Yeah, and that's where people fall short. And I think you know, especially you see with all the time with diets and 100%. people falling off the bandwagon. It's just is why they don't work. It's just because yeah. they're not able to maintain it and no. keep that consistency. And it's the same with exercise and training. Like um, I go through periods where I love 
training with weights in the gym and then I've fallen out in love with it and then I'm, there's certain days I'm like oh god legs are taking a bit of a beating today because of variety having mm. a different variety of different exercises surely that that's more beneficial than just doing the same thing day in yeah, day out yeah exactly well, what's really important as well is 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 yep increasing that variety but looking at life outside of what we call traditional fitness so not just your your gym classes and things like that as well because a lot of people where where I found with clients I used to work with they'd fall short as they'd go to their 6:30 7am hit class they'd throw themselves up against the wall for an hour be absolutely exhausted sit on a bus to work they'd sit at work all day get on a bus back from work and then sit in front of the TV watching Netflix. And don't get me wrong, them going to that hit class is better than doing nothing. nothing. Yeah. But let's say if we can um, we can improve on that and we can perhaps, can we walk a little bit further to, to the bus stop? Can we walk when we come back in the evening as well? And honestly, because we've got a dog now, I feel like I'm walking <laughs> all the time. Walking and picking up poo is all I do at the moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to join you with the parenthood thing yeah, on that. So what do, they, what do they eat? poo sleep repeat or something yeah, that's, like the, that sounds about right pretty much probably yeah. the same having a dog or a puppy yeah that sounds about right do you do you believe now that more people are choosing gyms over classes or classes over gyms for their mental health and well-being mm. then over aesthetic goals are, is that the shift we're seeing yeah well it's something I, I picked up on as well so what uh, some of the research we were looking at this year and the research is really exciting at the moment especially on uh, exercise and depression so uh, a study from the British Journal of Psychiatry actually looked at the effect of exercise and uh, an in- internet-based uh, cognitive behavioural therapy approach. So CBT is something if you are suffering with anxiety or depression, you'd you'd go and see a doctor and mm. it's a route that you go down and it really focuses on you in the moment now. So things and issues that are going on with your life. Um, so the study actually looked at, I think it was 945 people and uh, they did it over 12 months and the the 945 people divided into three different areas. So people were doing yoga-based work, aerobic work, and then anaerobic work. Mm. Um, now, people did fall off with the study, as you do over a 12-month of period. Course. But what was really interesting was that the response rate that after 12 months, 84% depression severity had reduced. And what they found is after three months, the results were really, really high. So starting something straight away has a huge impact on your mental health. Um, and the research and everything they're putting into us now is still very new, but it's really, really exciting to think yeah. that 84% out of those nearly a 1,000 people had benefited from. So the cognitive behavioral therapy approach, so cognitive thinking, you know, what's going on in our mind mm. and behavior on, on how we act and what we do, and then combining that with exercise. Because it's a huge impact, and the global economic burden of non-communicable diseases and so mental illness is a big part of that as well mm-hmm. is is staggering you know the research yeah. we're doing in the papers into that it's it's trillions what it's cost costing um oh. what's costing work bases each year as well and it's staggering so people are really putting money uh, into researching the right areas at the moment it's like we've disconnected um it's something we talk about a lot on food for thought the fact that the simple back to basics kind of approaches with life um mm on respecting your your thoughts and your feelings yeah. it's almost as if we've become so conditioned to just yeah. throw things under the carpet well, that's it and it's the stigma around the language as well mm. is, is a bit is a big part of it especially the certain wordings and, and phrases that people use and it makes you kind of go oh, oh really and you know since i i'll be truthfully honest here since i before i started doing my masters i you know you'd see itv and things like that doing a big push at the moment that they just sit down and talk mm. about 30 seconds or something like that and i used to look at that and i go oh, how much of an impact can just talking about something really have and then the research and everything that we've done we've looked at time um time for change big charity as well 
and the work that we do and the results and the people that you hear that their life changed just simply from having a conversation on, on just how you feel mm. is is absolutely incredible and it's really kind of opened my eyes for me as you know as a guy who used to go out and play rugby and do rugby position do kind of you know yeah. that, that kind of stereo- <laughs> stereotypical yeah. thing and it's kind of really opened up my eyes at the moment so yeah. a big part of the work we're doing over the next few months as well is you know, we're starting up like an, an open men up series. So we're sitting down, we're talking about men who've had struggles with their mental health and things like that. And I bet with a lot of those, there'll be links to exercise as well. Well, the highest rate of suicide is amongst men. It is, yeah. Um, and, and that's something that is extremely important. But like you said, on that study, 80, was it 84%, 84% of people yeah. responded well. Mm-hmm. And you often find the same in the nutrition world where suddenly someone makes a change, you get the instant gratification yeah. or response in the brain. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that's the same. But once you start, that's the key, isn't it? Well, that's it, yeah. And talking, it, being open. Exactly, talking and being open. And there are stigmas attached to it. And as I mentioned before, I, th- I thought, well, how much how much, you know, can that, can that really do? But it has such a strong impact. And, and the research that I've seen and, and guys, not just guys, but women sitting down and mm-hmm. just talking openly about their thoughts as well. And I, I truly believe that stigmas are starting with the rise of people. You know, there's a lot of kind of celebrities and things talking about it at the moment as well. Well, even um, gender divides with types of sports. So mm-hmm. I said something actually in response to you a minute ago, which was terribly awful, which was guy things. Yeah. You know what? And it shouldn't be guy things. Yeah. Girls play rugby too. Well, that's it. They do to a very high level. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I've done quite a bit of work with, um, BT Sport who focus on the Women's Premier League and things like that as well and the way these girls play is they rang rings around me, around me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible but yes. but but that's how we've grown up mm. and it's how we shift that mindset because it can be done it can be changed our wording yeah. our language it can be changed but it's up to us to, to, to do it it is and it's also up to it's not yeah it's not just on the media it like mm. you said it's it's on everybody that's it yeah, yeah that's yeah, the totally. key exactly. and i think we have the same discussion when we discuss social media that it's it's a content creator's responsibility as much as a consumer's responsibility mm-hmm, totally to think about what they want yeah, from the process that's it and you know i heard the quote think global act local the other mm-hmm. day and that kind of really resonated with me and it all starts at home it all starts with having those conversations and then those conversations you know they go global and it's no, you know do. sometimes we think oh god you know i've got to serve all of this all of this but just start with the small things and if you're new to your exercise journey just just simply just start by signing up to a class or make yeah. yourself accountable with friends or on um one thing that i've been doing now i'm not able to get out as much is the youtube stuff mm, yeah it's amazing great free yeah. access to workouts i can just do in the lounge and i mm-hmm. can plonk a mat on the floor it's great isn't it yeah. yeah yeah i mean what are what are the physical benefits just to recap for everybody listening obviously we've discussed there's so much to do with mental health but mm-hmm. Are there any kind of uh, reported cases of exercising? That Yeah, well, of course, I think when, first of all, starting is always the hardest. And I always mm. say when people do start, people often ask, you know, how long is it before I see certain benefits mm. and things like that as well? And I always look at exercise and muscle memory, especially as a balloon. So the first time you blow something up, the first time you blow up a balloon, it's really hard, really hard. You feel like your face is going to pop. But then yeah, because you get to that, that point yeah, where it just exactly. doesn't budge and then it suddenly exactly. budges. Yeah, there we go. There we go. And exercise is like that and how your body will change accordingly to it. But then, you know, if you stop and then you go back to exercise, because people always revisit exercise, they come up to it and they go, actually, it's a little bit easier each time. And exercise does become a lot easier each time. But it's just you've got to be willing to take that first step and understand that it's not necessarily going to be hard. 
but it's going to take you out of your your comfort zone a little bit and, and it's yeah. going to challenge you i think getting out of comfort zones is something that a lot of people will resonate with mm-hmm. um it's not looking your best it's sweating your ass off and it's literally yeah. feeling you know exactly. you're just not comfortable exactly. you're a bright totally. red tomato I've, and i mean i've been there and yeah with chess as well i see it probably yeah. most days like yeah. she sweats like nothing i've ever yeah. seen in my life but she won't mind me saying that no but yeah. no, no this, this is matt's soon to be wife so she yeah. has no choice now but, but to but to accept that chessie i think it's very important because we know that obviously cardiovascular benefits you're probably all told exercise for health yeah but not exercise for your brain that's it that's a big part of it and it's just one of the as i mentioned before one of the pillars as as to improving your quality of life you know you how you discuss nutrition exercise our mental health sleep's a big part of it as well that's something that we often often neglect yeah Mm. massively so you know when you're exercising regularly um you'll find that you sleep so much better um it's a big part you know i read matthew walker's um yeah matthew walker's book last yeah yeah, and it it was incredible it really had a huge impact on me and there's a few habits that i changed last year and sleep was so no longer we no longer sleep with our phones in the bedroom oh well then did you get a good alarm clock yes well no actually hugo's the alarm clock now our dog (laughs) yeah he'll be jumping so he'll wake us up but that's honestly it's had a huge impact and we're quite i suppose fortunate in our position where we are self-employed but don't get wrong we still have the struggles and everything and everything else but we kind of set our schedule for the day so mm. us to have um you know kind of we say like a non-negotiable eight hours is mm. is our thing but that's that's really changed so i did that last year it was kind of non-negotiable for me um caffeine intake as well so kind of anything past two i don't have caffeine just well because the done. half-life of it yeah, yeah and i think a lot of people this is a topic that this is totally off the topic of this episode but caffeine stays in from anything from 12 hours sometimes yeah, it and it's like having half a shot before well, you that's go to the bed. thing and if you're having your last coffee at four o'clock like, you'll still be so that i that had a huge impact on me last year just a couple of um couple of habits so the sleep and, and the caffeine really that's very fitness industry so if we talk about the fitness industry mm. on a whole I mean, there's a lot of push towards ergogenic aids, like using caffeine. Yeah. Um, all these caffeinated fizzy drinks, mm-hmm. BCAA, unnecessary yeah. supplementation. Well, that's the thing. And especially with pre-workouts, you know, growing up, I used to take these pre-workouts and you'd find they, they get quite addictive. So you you take, you know, half a pack and then that becomes the three quarters of a pack. And it's simply just caffeine. Really. And do you think that's there's the a placebo effect there as well, maybe? Uh, definitely. Yeah definitely like just psychologically you know okay i've taken my pre-workout so it means i can go in and have a better session and you know they're they're not cheap and do you really need them no you can you can have a cup of coffee we'll do the same sort of job really and that's just it and if you're exercising and then you're sleeping better and before you know it you've got a good routine in place so for people listening they've found what they enjoy let's Mm. say um, they are dealing with the language, like yep. we've discussed. The take-home message definitely is dealing with the language, the negative thoughts. How do you prioritize it? Let's say you have a busy week. When do you know, oh, actually, I'm knackered today. I didn't sleep. I shouldn't mm-hmm. go. How do yeah. you listen? I think starting to listen, this is a big part as well. Recovery is absolutely huge. Mm. Recovery and how you're, how you're, how you're eating post-sessions. You know, for me, I'm a, I'm a type 1 diabetic. So for me, how I eat might be slightly different to other people. But generally speaking, the rules and principles are always the same. You know, people were not eating enough vegetables. We're not eating enough greens. Good source of protein, mm. simple source of carbohydrates. And you won't go too far wrong. But, you know, it's very, it's very much easier said than done. Um, so that's kind of the position that we're at. Cool fact. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But for me, what helps massively is making yourself accountable with friends that yes. you're training with and getting it in the diary. Like going back to before with your automatic ne- negative thoughts with your aunts. Um, the days I'm most productive, I'll wake up, I'll do any negative thoughts in my head, I'll write them down. I'll write down my list of non, uh, non-negotiables. So at the top of that, I'll always have movement. Not exercise, but movement. And that could be that could be me you know, running could be me doing strength training or simply going out for a walk. Yeah. And it's kind of moving away from even just the term of exercise. It's just improving uh, our movement. That's a huge part yeah. of it. Because people respond very different differently. They may want an eight-week goal. or mm-hmm. um, But it is really thinking about the long-term benefits. Yeah, it is. I mean, I did lots of eight-week and 12-week programs mm. when I was younger. And then I, I got to the end of the 12 weeks on both programs that I did I lost a lot of weight and then I got what what do I do now and then my Mm. weight ballooned I went Mm. back up because I was so restrictive on things that I was eating um but and yeah it had a real psychological to say impact for people on me. listening that you can't do that just to reiterate not at all, it no it's not but just from from personal experience yeah of yeah. course and that's probably you know why plans like that sell so well but from personal experience if you can still see yourself I say this, you know if you can see yourself following something in two three years four years time then great knock yourself out yeah but if you're doing this for a quick fix then whatever it may be, if you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to get stronger, then you really need to think about the bigger picture. It's easier said than done. I get but that. you're right, holding yourself accountable again. So having a goal is great, but make sure you can maintain it. Mm. And I think having support, we are social creatures. We're meant to interact, exactly. aren't we? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, I went through a big period of training in the gym by myself, but now the training with us, I prefer to get involved with people and actually find it it does something for my headspace that training with weights never did because you kind of you're outside you're in amongst it that adversity training oh God, and see, it I'm not that far you, yet yeah. I can't, <laughs> doesn't sound good to me yeah, but glad you but love it, it Matt but I know but there's something quite psychologically powering <laughs> yeah. and physically powering about any kind of adversity training or anything that puts you out of your comfort yeah. zone um, yeah. And it's great to hear you advocating not restricting food groups. So no. I think something when people think, oh, I'm going to start to work out, mm-hmm. I found something I love. Oh, that means I must prioritize protein. Yeah, of course. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's kind of what the fitness industry has maybe always been built around. I used to, you know, you see a, a lot of people on, you know, I used to say don't trust people on their Instagram handles if they've got a protein discount code. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I actually I just, think that's you know, not not all mm. the time but they're kind of pushing a secret agenda 
Um, and I've kind of, that's why one of the reasons I've not just that, but kind of stepped back a little bit from, from that side of the industry but you know proteins are there to, to do protein supplements are there to supplement your diet the name is in the word you know it's kind okay. of it's it's there to supplement your diet you can get it through um you can get it through food anyway but if you're somebody schedule and you need to bump up your protein then yeah protein protein shakes a good way to go about it but it's not going to work wonders or magic like when I first started taking them when I was 14, I, I genuinely thought 14? Yeah. Wow. And my mum was a complete adverse against it. She was like, no, 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 you can't take them. Oh, but I'm I remember secretly like ordering them, yeah. And then that amongst other products, I used to order off the internet, which I had no idea what, what would have in them, just because I used to see these images in magazines. And they used to think, yeah, that's how I want to look. No reason why, I just want to so look It's so easy like to that. do with the internet, and we have yeah. to reiterate again, you don't know what's in stuff you buy well, off the internet. That's it, exactly, yeah. And I remember hiding all sorts of... Like I think I had like fat burning pills I used yeah, to yeah. keep in my drawer. Just yeah. if my, I was like, God, if mum finds these, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I distinctly remember 14 years old. I remember thinking, look, I need these. And I remember my mum then spoke to a PT, and that PT was good enough to say, look, no, he doesn't need them at the moment. If, if he's, if you know, yeah. mum's cooking's good enough, you don't, you don't yeah. need them at the moment. But we obsess over supplements. I think we do. I think we want a miracle. We want something to make life easier. Yeah. Well, it's a quick fix, isn't it? Mm. You know, we get our. Um, Amazon delivery the next day we get our food order straight away and we're kind of we're, we're used to this um, just getting things so quickly we're a nation of plenty exactly. and yeah. quick convenient mm-hmm. fast access and like you said the fact that you've been on this journey you've you've kind of immersed yourself in this fitness world and found a new love mm-hmm. in new areas of yeah, learning and studying exactly well I think it teaches you a lot being being in the fitness industry I think just getting involved in fitness or any activity yourself it teaches you a lot about camaraderie who you are as a person how you work well with people and I think that benefits is benefits you know all walks of life I really believe that when you're with the right people and you're training in the right way it works wonders not just for your physical health before your mental health and then if you're doing that in the right way how you look your aesthetics will be a byproduct yeah. and you'll get to a point where you, you don't care so much because the that. minute it becomes stressful and something i see in the nutrition clinic all the time is um obsession over timing of mm-hmm. eating yeah um they've been told by a pt that they have to eat straight you've got that away anabolic after. window haven't you yeah, yeah. So, and to be honest, for anyone listening, unless you are running a marathon Mm. as an exception, you're an elite athlete, Mm -hmm. you just want to be getting surely regular meals. Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people put themselves that they have to be an elite athlete. You know, it's kind of minute details. There's so many minor details that we're beating ourselves up about. And I used to do it with with supplementing and Mm. um, I'd come back and if I hadn't had that protein shake after an hour being from the gym, gym, I feel like there was no point in me going to the gym. Um, it's that negative voice again. It Matt. is. It's that negative it voice. It is a negative voice. And I wish, I honestly, I wish somebody would have told me about that when I was much younger. And it's difficult to do when you're 14. If somebody says to you, write down your negative thoughts on a piece of paper. Yeah. And if somebody would have said that to me, I would have been like, mm, I'm not sure about that one. But um, after kind of being on a bit of a bit of a journey and kind of really putting a focus on how um, our thoughts can affect you know who we are and how they can really affect the people around us it's imperative that we start talking about this I now. really really hope that we have a new generation of male role models in that way Matt mm-hmm. because I was asked at my the food for thought festival back in Jan what um, what role models are out there mm-hmm. for men yeah. growing up and there's a lot of women now in different shapes sizes doing different things but they don't seem to yeah, be the men yeah of course well again it's, it's Going back to the, the stigmas attached to it, and I think there's going to be you're going to see a real kind of surgence in the industry in, in the next kind of year. Yeah. Um, because you know when we put out the other day 
myself and Lawrence, who you know well, who are starting this Open Up series, we kind of put out messages. You know, we're looking for guys who've got stories to tell, and some of the mess like uh, messages and things that we've had back are really, and some of the videos that we've watched with these guys and the things that they've been through is just getting to a position to being able to tell their stories. So I think yeah, we're we're starting to see a shift in the industry. Women naturally they're very good at speaking about it, but man, we tend to emote a little less. Mm. But I think we're breaking down that wall. I a bit. think you yeah. are too, and yeah, we we've are. had some very um very famous musicians on we've had james mcveigh and gary mm. barlow both speaking about their yeah of course the fact that they were able to speak out yeah. about it as well mm-hmm. so i'm hoping with people like you speaking that that's going to yeah. help but I, I could keep asking you all of these questions <laughs> i need to get the questions from our audience in okay. so nancy has said will making my workouts competitive make me fitter and push me to the next levels so that's something we kind of didn't delve into. it could I don't know. What do you think? I mean, but again, it's it's competitive to to what extent and don't feel like you need to burn yourself out. I mean, competitive, if you're working in an environment, I know the likes of Fit and things like that, they do great work of of jumping on leaderboards. And that's a big thing in London training sessions at the moment. They do that in some spinning classes. classes. I actually asked to be taken off because I know I don't like it. I'm exactly the same. I went to a spin class and I saw the leaderboard perhaps 10 years ago. I'd have gone, yeah, come on, I fancy this. But now my my mindset shift has has taken it. But look, do you know, if if you enjoy the competitive factor, if you enjoy doing that, if that fuels you, then yeah, go for it. But you've you. got to you've got to really think about how it makes you feel. That's I think thing. realistic goal settings. Anyone that has Renourish, look at the page where we set smart goals. Mm-hmm. So realistic challenges. Don't just set something that is going to make you feel rubbish if That's you don't it. do it. Yeah, and you, a lot of people immediately when they start their their fitness journey as well, they burn the candle at both ends. They really they dramatically drop their calories. I've seen it. They've beaten themselves to a pulp. They're training twice a day. That you know they're non-exercise activity thermogenesis they're neat what they're doing all the time it increases and they just they burn themselves out and yeah yeah, and then it kind of puts you off fitness it kind of puts you off your relationship with exercise because oh no that's how it made me feel and if you are driven or a motivating factor is body fat and we're looking at that sometimes just to throw it out there the more relaxed you are the more likely you are to adhere and maintain Mm. your goals well that's the one thing we haven't touched about as well is cortisol and the effects that that has as well when we're more stressed we tend to um, you know the food choices that we go for tend to be a bit more you know, higher in sugars and things like that. I'm not demonising sugars at all, no, but, but it's do. just it's the choices that we make. The body tends to hold on to fat a bit more as well, and when we're constantly stressed, the muscles are tense and things like that as well. So and we're constantly we in that fight or flight. We are stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Well, it's creating the awareness about it, and again, that's how people. I firmly believe just writing down your thoughts, something as simple as that and taking it back and going, actually, maybe I am a little bit stressed. How can I combat this? How can I change my language instead of thinking, oh, God, I'm really stressed too. All right, I'm stressed because this has happened. Let's change the, the phrasing. The phrasing you need to using. have a word with my husband, Matt, and please tell him to start writing things down. Really? <laughs> I am such a believer. I'm the same. In clinic, I like to write things. And it's not yeah. just because I'm old-fashioned. I do believe it goes in. Uh, I completely agree. Like, I remember, you know, in... I used to have to learn lines and things like that as well. You write them down, you write them down, you write them down, you drill it into your head. So Matt used to be, or still is actually. Yeah, not so much anymore, but I kind of grew up acting and things like Mm. that. So I know the impact of writing things down, and but especially coming to goal settings as well. That's really important. You see it on a paper, you hold yourself accountable. So that does move me on to what Eloise has asked. And she Mm. said, I love high intensity exercise, Mm -hmm. but I seem to be getting more injuries as time goes on. What can I do that still lets me work? out and I can almost see you Eloise being like I want to keep doing what I normally do yeah. but I'm and you know, I used to work at back you know a couple of years ago when I used to work at a unit as a, which are you know quite a high 
kind of a hit bass car sessions and I used I to was see terrified yeah when I, first I used to see <laughs> I used to see some people go in there and go do two classes a day and you said what are you doing like you don't need it and people just less really is more and people think and you just you burn yourself out more so just honestly reduce the volume you don't need to be doing hit sessions every single day let of the your week. body repair yeah, let your body repair like i took a week off running last week and i went back to run and i felt i felt great yeah. like i felt really good because i think if you've got a niggling injury the worst thing you can do is keep on hitting mm-hmm. it yeah exactly well it's just going to get more inflamed it's just going to get worse over time so yeah. don't be afraid to take your foot off the gas and people think oh you know i might weight might come back on mm. or anything like you can still increase your your daily activity so increase your steps um, cycle when you can. Bit more hoovering in the Bit house. Bit more hoovering in the house. Yeah, that, that always Anything helps. Else. <laughs> um, Benji has said, I work out four times a week, but my fitness and physique doesn't seem to be improving. Now, mm-hmm. I'm sure lots of people can relate to Benji. What can I do to keep improving these areas? Yeah, so well then, I think you need to make, if, if you've been doing this for some time now, um, going back to perhaps working with a coach, there's a lot of you know plans and things online but you can simply walk into a gym and a lot of people are put off working with pts especially in london because they can they can be quite expensive which i completely get which, which they are in some mm. places i know some pts who can easily charge 100 150 pounds a session mm-hmm. which is a lot of money mm-hmm. so what if you can find somewhere and firstly look through recommendations so perhaps people who have worked with the pts before again going back to not just the aesthetic goals how working with that pt has made me feel Get them to teach you how to hinge properly, how to brace properly in a squat, um, and then they should be able to write you a program. And progressive overload is key each time you're going to the gym. So if you want to get, there's no point going to the gym for four weeks and doing the exact same program and not changing the weight. I used to lift the same weights for a year. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if you were to increase a little bit of weight each time, mm-hmm. you would have got stronger. I would have done yeah. much yeah. quicker than it took me eventually. Yeah, but going and speaking with a PT who's done this mm-hmm. before. Until until somebody tells you, you don't know. No. So there you go. Progressive and overload. Is it key. could also be that you need to look at the other areas. Perhaps your sleep, your diet. Exactly. Benji, you know, your there's... sleep. Yeah. And again, quickly touching on sleep. You know, it's language again around sleep is how how we stigmatize that. And I heard kind of a good analogy the other day that if you saw a baby sleeping, you wouldn't go, "Oh, you're lazy," would you? You're no. really lazy. I and mean, we know a lack of sleep is linked to Alzheimer's as well. Part which unfortunately Margaret Thatcher passed it because she was sleeping three four hours a night for years on end. Same with with the Truman. So it's really, really important that you get these different pillars of your life in order. And some don't, it doesn't need to be overwhelming, but just, just little things you can start doing, yeah. the eight hours, the, you know, the, the focusing on leafy greens, vegetables, yeah. colors, variety. Um, because I think sometimes we we do we take too much on at once. I think we do. And that leads me on to the last question from Luke, who has actually said, I exercise one or two times a week to help my mental health. Well Amazing. done, Luke. There we go. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. I know. And, and he said, um, I am seeing little improvements, but what do I need to do to start seeing enhancements? So you haven't specified what those are, Luke, but I'm mm-hmm. guessing you're looking for... Something. Yeah, well, it's it's the consistency then, I suppose. And, you know, he hasn't kind of really specified the no. enhan- enhan- enhancements into what, yeah. but just keep doing what you're doing. If it's making you feel good, don't change it. Like, yeah. Don't just just stick with it. Just keep training as you're doing. Progressive overload is key if you want to get stronger, if you want to get faster. But if it's making you feel good, that's the most important thing. And how you look will be a kind of a byproduct of that. Amazing. Well, thank you. That leads me on to our fact or fiction round. Oh, right. Okay. I know. So this Ooh. is going to be a little bit of a buzz. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. 
Right. Okay. Here we go. Any type of activity is healthy for you. Yeah, fact. Yeah. You need to be exercising a minimum of four times a week to see benefits. No. Love. You want to expand <laughs> on that one? That was like a... Mm. No, I think, again, it's using that terminology of exercise, isn't it? If, yeah. if we're moving four times a week, if we're doing if we're plenty of walking, plenty of cycling, it's not necessarily Perfect. those four hit sessions a week. You should do 150 minutes of moderate or 75 minutes of vigorous exercise a week. Uh, 150 minutes, King's College London had a new study, actually, that the links to depression was in 150 minutes with the government guidelines. So that would be a fact. Yeah. There we go. Mm. The best time to work out is in the morning. Fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Straight away. Brisk walking is considered to be moderate exercise. Yeah, fact. Exercise is the best way to lose weight. Uh, Fiction. Sports drinks are best to use to hydrate. Fiction. You should aim for two strengthening activities a week. Uh, I'm a huge advocate of strength training, so I'd say fact. The more muscle that you have, the more calories that you burn at rest. And that doesn't have to be lifting weights, does it? It doesn't have to be lifting weights. It can be doing squats, lunges in your living room. I've got my mum and dad when they can doing squats and lunges. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, It takes at least a month to get out of shape. Friction. Lack of time is the biggest barrier to exercise. Uh, this is one where as a piece of, I used to think, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, I had this, this going on today, this going on today. It's how you prioritize your week, which is so, so important. At the start of your week, write down in your diary when your training session is going to be and hold yourself accountable to it. Huge. Excellent fact or fiction. <laughs> that was really, really good. So concise. And to touch on that biggest barrier thing, mm. I have a manic schedule and I colour code my diary. So my yeah. whole team, it's all interactive. They all know when I'm working out and when I'm in clinic and what mm-hmm. I'm doing. But if it wasn't in my diary, there is no way I would do it. No, not at all. Not at mm-hmm. all. You see it, you know, even if, if you're using Google Calendar or wherever it might be, when it's in there, especially if you're doing it with friends or anything, you hold yourself accountable and it's it's so crucial and it really can benefit all walks of life all parts of your life sorry i think being in and i can completely appreciate that we work in an industry where actually exercise will people know it makes you more productive mm. it does help your day there probably is still that barrier for people where the industry they work in do not appreciate the benefits of exercise and how their staff will then yeah perform. exactly i mean i used to work with a, an online client who used to actually i got to start uh, training with weights in the gym and she was she she was nervous of doing it because she used to think of people in her work would think differently of her, or kind of ask her why she was doing that. But you've got to think about what's important to you. Yeah, uh, and I again, think it's those ants, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, 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 happy, happy is always the best way. That's it. So that does nearly wrap up this episode. But as with every guest today, we finish with our food for thought. Um, so if I'm to start, I think. What's really fascinating and what would be lovely for you to finish on, Matt, would be the changes and what you've learned and things about different parts of the brain that regulate mm-hmm. stress, anxiety. Yeah, so I kind of want to finish on a quote, actually. It's something I spoke about before with the automatic negative thoughts and how we perceive things. So um, this is by a Greek Stoic philosopher who said, Men are disturbed not by things, but by the principles and notions that are formed when concerning things. So a big part of that is somebody going to the gym for the first time, they will automatically think, oh, I'm really scared of what the person at the reception might think about me or somebody might judge me differently. 
somebody might laugh at me in the gym because of of what I'm doing so we're more concerned in our own heads you know anxiety is something we tell ourselves in our head of a story or or of something that hasn't even happened yet and we build up all these negative thoughts all the time but we really need to stay on top of them and we need to get into um, a habit of writing them down on a piece of paper or, or typing them into your phone as soon as they occur squash them straight away and then bring those positive thoughts back into it um, and if you eliminate those negative thoughts and exercise because next it's always tricky like even me going to a yoga class I was yeah. a, bit, a bit outside my comfort zone but I knew you know the endorphins after the class and how it would make me feel and how it would set me up that is a lovely food for thought to finish <laughs> on and I think anyone listening really the take key take home messages I know I've I've gathered today write things down surround yourself mm-hmm. with people that are going to support you not crush your yeah, goals exactly. get that accountability mm-hmm. in and find something you love ultimately so squash those ants eh? squash those (laughs) ants that's going to be the take-home message today matt thank you so much for coming on food for thought thank you if you enjoyed this episode you're going to absolutely love what's coming next week so make sure you click subscribe to be the first to hear it and please do leave a five-star review it really does help to get this podcast out there so that we can reach higher highs in the charts and hopefully be able to help more people for more information about my retrition clinic books healthy recipes events retreats and so much more please visit retrition.com and follow me at retrition on instagram twitter facebook and youtube 